I'm Rowdy McLean. Welcome to the Player Bigger Game podcast, where we give you tips, tricks, ideas, and interviews to help you play a bigger game. And today, in episode number six, I've got a wonderful guest. I've got Nikki Fogden Moore, the Vitality Coach. So Nikki's whole thing is how do you create ultimate vitality? She's an expert in bringing business and personal life seamlessly together to help you create success. She's awesome. She's magnificent. She is incredible. How are you, Nikki? Rowdy, well, well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Remarkable Rowdy is my nickname for you. (laughs) That's a good nickname. I like it. So uh, Play Bigger Game is the whole aim of the podcast. And, you know, I think one of the reasons I wanted to get you on this show and get you on this show early in the game is I think a lot of people go, I just don't have the energy to do more, be more, have more. I just, I'm struggling to get through life as it is. And I thought, we need to get Nikki in on this and talk about how do you create that vibrancy and energy that just pours out of you all the time, whether you're uh, on some lovely secret island in the Pacific or working in the corporate headquarters of a big corporate in the middle of Melbourne. Let's have a chat about that. I think that the number one thing that anyone that's listening right now, the word that that I think people have lost connection with is a true alignment to what really makes their heart sing and what they're doing. And when you have that harmony, you can operate with tenacity, with vitality, with energy, with decision-making skills, with a sense of uh, peaceful, I think, continued momentum that is giving you this this limitless energy and this limitless ability to deal with challenges and this real true authenticity. I think what what happens is people are always talking about giving 100% and operating 100% and working hard and and that's very tiring to always be on that wheel when you're not really stopping and thinking, does this, what I'm doing, who I'm hanging out with, what I'm achieving and striving for truly fit with my core values? And when you can find and bridge the gap between what's really, really important to you and what you do the, the results are unlimited and you realize your true potential but the problem is is that we've forgotten how to tap into what's truly important to us because we get on the hamster wheel of life and we just kind of have all these responsibilities and and those life roles and those busy weeks take over us instead of us living the life we love life rules us and so my role for people is to really declutter and bring people back to what is it like to truly live the 1% club, which is everything I do, I'm in harmony with. Even if there's a challenge, I know that I've trust myself to make a great decision. There's always a solution. So I think we have to allow people time to step back and to stop off the escalator for a second and go, what if this was it? Would this be enough? My life right now. Is this how I want to continue because there is no time like the present. And that's, that's really what you and I are about is helping people pause and reconnect what's truly important. Yeah. So get off the hamster wheel for a while and just go, where am I? Yep. Why am I here? Yep. Where do I want to be? Yeah. And how am I going to get there? And and even on a simpler level, because I think one of the issues that, that a lot of people are having right now is this whole motivational vibe on the internet. And I call it project sort of, it's like project rara actually, which I have with an amazing 
corporate group, we call it that, to get people to step up. But there's just so much exhibition that people, I think, have forgotten to figure out what's really real and what isn't. So whilst it's finding your why and everything else, you might not know what your goals are. And that scares people to stop and think, hold on a second, I don't really know why anymore. But that's okay. You don't have to have it figured out. You don't have to have this sense of purpose like you or I do. We have our soapboxes and we travel around the world because we're so connected to what we do. Not everybody has to be driven. I think you've just got to be yourself. And we've got to give people permission to think, if I'm running a company, running a family, running my own business, every 90 days I need to check in and think, you know, how am I going? Who am I hanging out with? Is this life what I want? And not throw the baby out with the bathwater and quit their job and sell their Ferrari and become a Buddhist monk. I mean, I think there's a middle, <laughs> there's a middle ground to be had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was just going to say something, uh, but you completely blew my mind with that statement about that Ferrari. But it's true. I, I think that we're pushing people to make these massive statements. And, and the problem is, is that not everybody has conviction and purpose for what they do right now. It can be very intimidating to pause because then all of a sudden there's a gap and it's, it's quite confronting. So the biggest challenge and the biggest gift I can give listeners right now, if you are facing um, exhaustion, that you're wading through mud, that you just think this is just miserable. I have all the things on the outside, but I'm not happy on the inside is that you don't need to know all the answers you just need to have the ability to stop for a second and to think Whew, i'm just going to take a break and you know let the universe kind of allow me to work on myself a bit more a bit of a vitality bank check-in so most people are, are working on getting by rather than getting ahead and so if we can convince them to pause to stop rather than maybe letting the universe shape what happens next what are, what are some things like if somebody says i'm going to take a week off go and sit on an island in the middle of the pacific um and think about the next decade what's some good tips about how they might go about that some structure well that's a great question so let's let's break that down and say we want to walk away from this podcast in the 20 minutes and give you five tips on how to reboot your hard drive mentally right so you're going away you've got your big sheet of paper you've got time to yourself no digital devices and you actually just take a massive sheet of a3 i like the bigger the better and you draw three columns and i call this my traffic light system so on the left hand column you have red in the middle column, you have orange, and in the right-hand column, you have green. And you look at those columns and you start thinking, what in my life just keeps me awake at night? What is a bone of contention? What stirs me up chemically that my, my stomach aches when I think about it? What is really causing me the most unrest? That goes in the red column. That's your red zone. Then the orange bit is the stuff that, yeah, you kind of, you're okay with, but it's simmering away there and it just doesn't fit very well. But you're, you, you know, you sort of keep pushing it under the carpet and it's sustainable to ignore. The green zone is everything that you love in your life. And I'm talking here, Rowdy, the real simple five tips, right? We're stripping it back. We're saying, grab a piece of paper, walk away, and you can do this straight away. So the traffic light system, red, orange, green. What's not working? What's your biggest roadblock? What's simmering away is some bumps in the road. And where's the green light that you're feeling like a Ferrari and everything singing? And in those areas, we're talking about your job. We're talking about the people that you hang out with. We're talking about finance. We're talking about managing your personal budgets and future proofing, your well-being, your creativity, your me time and your connection. And 
how do you give back? All those areas that form up being part of a great human, where do you sit? And I think that's the first thing. And I call that, a, you know, almost like looking at your bank balance. Where are you held back? What's not serving you? And what is just winning for you? Those are the three areas. And once you look at that, you start to kind of assess your life very quickly. It shouldn't take a long time. The first answers that come to your head are the right ones. So that's number one. All right. So now you've got a lovely big sheet of paper with a whole list of stuff on it. Some of it's sitting in the red, some of it's sitting in the orange, some of it's sitting in the green. What do we do next? Then you think, okay, well, what in the red zone, what of that is really, truly vital for me to live the life I love? What's vital for my family? What's vital for my future? Or what's just a roadblock that I could possibly easily um, finish off, close that chapter and walk away from? So what in that red zone is crucial for you to solve? And what in that red zone is a story because the most important thing on point two is you need to recognize that you are enough. Wherever you are right now when you're listening to this podcast and you're on your Pacific Island with your notepad out, you are absolutely enough. You don't need to strive anymore. You don't need to prove anymore. This is your moment. And when you know that, you can let go of a lot of stories around having to convince people of certain things, having to fight your way for things, and you just find that, okay, you know what, I've got this. So you've really got to go through that list and think, what do I want to take through with me into this next phase? So let's call the pre-phase the B, R, and N phase, the before Rowdy and Nikki phase, and then we'll draw a line and we'll do the A, R, and N phase, the after Rowdy and Nikki phase. Like what do it. you want to take with you to the after Rowdy and Nikki phase? What areas on that sheet are truly part of your future you? So that's number two. Awesome. I love it. So, so far, we've used up maybe the morning. So we go for a dip, have something to eat. What are we going to do next? And, and I think sometimes if people truly do this well, it doesn't take that long. But the problem is, is that they allow conversations to slow them down. So the third tip is doing what I call a chemistry check. Read through this. Whatever first pops into your head is the right answer. Everything else actually is just white noise. It's just society's rules that you've got in your head. So you write down on your piece of paper and you star and asterisk the first things, and then you acknowledge your conversational roadblocks, your self-negotiation. So point three is learning about you. Point three is when you start setting your goals and thinking about what you want to take with you, you write down some of the roadblocks. Oh, well, I can't really do that. I've got too much debt to do that. I'm, I've got three kids. I can't just change my job. All these kind of conversations and negotiations you have, you have to acknowledge those so you get to know how you are becoming your biggest barrier and moving forward. That's point three. Point three. So it's about how you have your own limiting discussions. Yes, because 75% of the conversations we have are in our head. For women, it's 150%. <laughs> um, but that's the point. Like, we are the biggest barriers to our own success because we have these huge kind of stories in our head rather than sticking to facts and stats. So recognising those stories is really crucial. Um, and there's a great podcast that I've done with Mike Duff, I think, that we spoke about before, which is about knowing your values and knowing the stories that you tell yourself. And then you're like, oh, there's that story again so you recognize it you acknowledge it but you still move forward into what you really want to do so that's number three and then number four is making your game plan what is your roadmap where would you like to be in 90 days and i say 90 days because five-year plans i think a lot of people that are coming out of a phase of a, of a fuzzy mud-filled mind and life experience don't necessarily know exactly what they want bigger picture 
So where would you want to be in 90 days to feel that you've changed your trajectory a little bit and work back from that 90 days, 30 days, seven days, and the most immediate three tasks to help you get there. And we'll provide that worksheet for them too, Rao Rao. Awesome. Awesome. And I love the idea of working in 90 days blocks because, you know, I think uh, anything longer than 90 days gets put in the drawer and forgotten and anything shorter than 90 days, it's just not enough time to see some results. So we throw in the towel because we haven't made any progress. So we're on the same page, Nick. And I think, you know, we can share what we do, Rowdy. You know, we we got together and I was fortunate enough to be asked on the Mastermind group um, and invited with yourself and Keith and Jane to be part of the small collect group that wanted to play a bigger game and think outside the box and encourage each other and bring our 90-day plans in and hold this accountability and, and actually put ourselves to task and say, it's not enough just to talk and dream about it. We actually have to live the life we love. And how are we going to do that? and what else can we do and how much bigger can we think and this sense of achievement and connectiveness so this dream team element is really 0.5 you know you've figured out where your landscape is and what's holding you back you've worked out what parts you want to take forward with you into your new life you've recognized the stories that you're telling yourself and you've done a chemistry check on that. So the next phase is really figuring out how are you going to have the right people around you, whether it's even in a virtual world and you connect with people that inspire you, connect to podcasts, or it's your immediate family and friends that are not going to challenge you, but are going to say, whatever you want to do, we support you. Tell me more about it. How, how important do you think that is to have a dream team? Oh, I think it's... I think there's two teams that you end up having around you whether you like it or not. You have a dream team or you have the dream stealers. And I think more of us have more dream stealers than dream team. And, you know, the dream stealers are people who tell you it won't work, it's not a good idea, you shouldn't go there, you shouldn't try it, it's going to be a failure, you'll be sad at the end of it. And the dream team are the people who encourage you to take the next step, move forward, give you advice, you know, fill you, fill you full of energy and ideas. And I just did an article on that for the Huffington Post. It's, it, we've got to, sometimes you've just got to step away from the dream stealers or, or put them in the background while you'll spend 90 days working on yourself and making progress and putting a line in the sand in your future and doing whatever you can to get across that line because... There are plenty of people who will stop you from doing it. But, you know, I love the mastermind group. You know, so my whole story is play a bigger game. But hanging out with you and Keith and Jane, just that's my dream team. So the person who plays a bigger game is able to play a bigger game because he's hanging out with people who inspire him to go in directions that he never thought he would. And I know that's the same for you, and I know it's the same for Keith and Jane. So a dream team is absolutely critical, I think. And I think this is a very crucial point we're coming on to next for anyone listening. It's what to do when you have people that say that's a silly idea, roll their eyes at you. If you really want to do something in your family or spouse or those close to you start challenging you, that's human nature. So don't be alarmed at them. But if you don't ask people for the help that you require, they're not going to be able to give it. So the script, the end of this whole period of self-discovery in your 90-day plan is to be able to go back home or go back and and re-engage with those closest to you and say, this might not be what you want to hear, but I would like to share with you, this is the most important thing for me. 
these are my goals. You should put them up on the fridge or make them visible to your work team and say, I would really like you to support me on this because it's important that I really live the life I love and I'll be the best version of myself. And if we don't ask people for support, we're not going to get it. Absolutely. And I think the other thing is you need to be careful about how you ask for that support. Absolutely. Because some people decide that because you've asked for their support, they've become your second mum. So, you know, if you're trying to lose weight and you go to eat a Tim Tam in the lunchroom, they'll come and slap your wrist and say, you're not supposed to be eating that. Then really, that's not the support that you want. You, you don't want the smackdown support. You want the reminder of where you're going and what you're trying to achieve and why you're trying to achieve it. You know, you, you do enough of bashing yourself up without having somebody do the smackdown part of supporting you. And I think that's where your personal conviction comes in because if the goal is not strong enough to you, you're not going to be able to say, hold on a second, I need you to support me. You don't have to over-explain your why. When you have a true conviction to what you do and how you make decisions, an explanation is not necessary, but a clarity and a conviction is. So, for example, like where, where I live and where you live, Rao Rao, we don't live in the heart of a main city. We choose to have an oasis base that we can satellite in and out of to recharge. Both of us need the ocean. You know, you're in the Gold Coast, I'm in the Sunshine Coast, and we just get energy by the sense of space and creativity and the lifestyle that we love and it gives us the ability to go back into corporates and to coach with our clients on an extremely high level because we're truly living what we love and a lot of people go why don't you move to Sydney why aren't you based in New York but actually that's their stories and if you and if you can just say well that's because I love it right here you don't need to explain because we're clear on what we want but a lot of people feel they need to negotiate for that support so if your goal resonates with you if your goal is relevant to you and if your goal is realistic you will never not achieve it those three pillars does it resonate is it relevant and is it reachable i think you're exactly right and um I think the other thing that we need to cover off on is you don't need to be on an island in the Pacific or on the Gold Coast or on the Sunshine Coast to do this exercise. You can do it on the steps on the back veranda. If, if that's the only space you can get, then that's where or you should Or on a train. And a train. Put some headphones on on your commute. Make time. I agree. I, I think that this is the problem, as I was saying before, everybody looks at Instagram and Facebook and they see all these detox weeks and these incredible retreats. I know because I've been running them for 20 years. <laughs> we need to create a sense of space in our heads. We need to create a sense of space in our personal journey, wherever that is, that nano break, that ability to connect in on a daily and momentary level. And if we can give people a sense of personal awareness and harmony, even just for a moment, Rowdy, I think that's great to know that they're not alone in the struggle and that they're not alone and not having it all figured out. That's just part of the journey. That's right. And, you know, we live in such a wonderful age where you can tap into so much information and knowledge that will give you what you need. Like, I know that you do a podcast, I'm doing a podcast, there's books you can read, there's videos you can watch, there is so much information. In fact, there's probably too much information, we need to be careful about absorbing stuff that's not going to take us in the direction of what we want to achieve in 90 days. And, and that's the thing, just hop off digital devices, don't worry about what anyone else is telling you to do, apart from listening to this podcast, but make yourself a, a, a 90 day plan on paper 
There is something tangibly cognitive about writing down things and getting off screens. And I know, you know what, Rowdy, how cool was it when we did your session together on what is Rowdy the future you look like? You know, you're already very successful. We're, this is not about being successful. This is about being the next level of who you are and understanding that each chapter through your life, you grow and you become this incredible version of yourself because your experiences, the people that you meet and the education that you have allows you to be a broader version. Absolutely. And, and it's about the next step. You know, so I talk to people from, from the CEOs of corporate organisations to the people in the office next door. And it's, for me, playing a bigger game is just taking the right next step for you. So don't make progress based on somebody else's world or the life that somebody else is living. Make progress based on the life that you're living right now. So how are you going to move forward? And I think that system that you've just gone through, the important thing is not to, once you've got your list, don't try and change all of that in 90 days. Just choose one thing and go a million miles an hour at that. Yeah, just but the problem is focus for people is very hard, which is why you have to have your plan visible. So I take my winning week plans and my 90-day plan. It's inside my diary and my notebook when I'm traveling. And I, every Sunday I come back and I check what during this week fits my 90-day plan. It's not by accident that success is achieved. It's by focus and purpose. So planning, purpose, and passion, and Keith is all about this as well, is that you, if you don't create the life you want, you'll get the one you're given. And Rowdy, you and I want to show people how to design it and, that, and to give them the confidence to know that it's possible. Give them the confidence, give them the tools, give them the insights, give them the tips, tricks, ideas, and interviews that help them play a bigger game. So, Nick, last word, any other thing you wanted to throw into this mix before we call it a day? Oh, 100%. You know me. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got lots of things from the dictionary. My, I think my biggest mantra for people at the moment is to be the CEO of your life. You know, don't just know what you're doing with your money. Know what you're doing with your well-being. Healthy, wealthy, wise is inside and outside an office environment. So you are in charge. You are in the driver's seat. And I think when we feel empowered to make great decisions and live by thinking like a CEO, plan like a visionary, and act like a Buddha with calmness, with thought, and with practicality, life becomes fulfilling on a whole nother level and anyone can do it. So my message is be the CEO of your life and design the one you want. And we're here to help you. If you've got questions, just, you know, put my details in, in the blog post there, Rowdy, Nikki at thevitalitycoach.com.au or thevitalitycoach.com.au. Um, you know, on Facebook, leave me a comment. Wherever we can help, I'm happy to help. I love it. Uh, one of the sessions we had at the Mastermind, you said to... I think it was Keith, you said it too, you need to run your life like your business. So Keith's yeah. really sensational business person, unbelievable, and a great guy. And uh, I think he was struggling with some some personal stuff. And, and I think that comment was, was so good for somebody in a business because I think business owners get so caught up in getting to work at 6 o'clock and getting home at 8 o'clock and it's go, go, go in a million miles an hour and they forget to have their own life. I love that statement. That's it. Run your body like your business and run your life like your business and that all comes under my umbrella of being a fitpreneur. You know, whether you're a CEO of a large company or you're someone that just turns up for work every day, it's a work-life blend. There is that work-life balance, balance myth. I hate that term. <laughs> you should be an extension across all pillars of your life and when you can 
find that harmony, boy, is it fun. You and I both know. If you want to know a little bit more about Nikki, you can go to thevitalitycoach.com.au. She is such a bundle of energy. She's got so much going on. It's unbelievable. Go to her website. There is everything there that you could possibly need. There are tips, tricks and ideas for being or having your ultimate vitality. I could talk to Nikki all day. She is a bundle of energy finding somewhere to land. And if she happens to land in your lap, you will definitely end up playing a bigger game. Nikki, it's been sensational having you on the show and I look forward to bumping into you real soon and talking about how we're going to fire up businesses, leaders and the rest of the world. What do you think about that? Oh, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already there um, getting my golf clubs out of the, of the garage so we can, uh, <laughs> we can have a rock star chat and game and you can laugh your socks off. <laughs> Rowdy, thank you for having me on the show and thank you for sharing our passion and commitment to declutter and help people just step out of all the noise and, and into clarity. It's just such a pleasure and I can't wait to be back if you'll have me and, and have you on my show as well. So um, thank you so much. Thanks, Nikki. You have a wonderful, wonderful week and we will definitely talk to you again soon. Thank you.